Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Tracy Ray from the employment law firm of Baron Lehman. Tracy says that OPB sponsorship is a great way to support the community and connect with Baron Liebman's clients. This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. Portland musician Jimmy Harrod has sung in many venues with many different collaborators. He's been a guest vocalist with Portland-based Pink Martini for the last seven years. He was a finalist on America's Got Talent in 2021. His past shows include performances with the Oregon Symphony and the National Symphony Orchestra, but his upcoming concert with the Metropolitan Youth Symphony on Tuesday, January 9th at Portland's Newmark Theater is going to be something new. The program consists of orchestral arrangements of six of his original songs created in collaboration with young musicians. Harad joins us now to talk about this project along with one of those young people. Elena Stepler is a sophomore at Lake Ridge High School in Lake Oswego who plays trombone in the Metropolitan Youth Symphony. She's also the youth roving reporter for All Classical Radio. And Raul Gomez Rojas is in the studio as well. He is a music director of MYS and a host at All Classical. It's great to have all three of you on the show. Thank you for having us. Thanks. Thank you. Raul, first, how did this collaboration come to be? I've been a fan of Jimmy's for a long time, and uh, I heard him sing live uh, a couple of years ago. The timeline's a bit blurry, uh, but then I reached out to him through a friend that we have in common, and we went out for coffee, and I asked him you know, if he would be willing to do something with the Metropolitan Youth Symphony, and uh, then I asked him, you know, if you're willing to, what would you like to do? What would Jimmy Herod like to do? And that's how I learned about his uh, compositions, his original songs, and the possibility of doing those with a full orchestra. Jimmy, why did you say yes to this? Um, yeah, that's a that's a great question. I think for me, uh, I get a lot of opportunities to perform, um, but this was such a unique opportunity to work with um, people like Elena. Um, I didn't know yet, but I'm so thankful I got to because I got to see people who are so young doing so much already, which is inspiring to me, and a chance to really share music that I don't um, get to perform on some of the bigger stages I'm normally on, and hmm. this is just a chance to show uh, more sides of myself. Hmm. Elena, were you already familiar with Jimmy when this opportunity arised, or arrived? Yes, I saw Jimmy at a Pink Martini concert at the Rezzer about one or two years ago, and I actually heard him play I Love You and was just so entranced by his beautiful voice and the incredible composition. That is that is the song of his that you arranged. Yes. So you'd heard it um, a, a year or two before you got a chance to actually do your own version of it. Yes. Did you get to choose that? I mean, there were, there were six songs. There were six young arrangers. Did you choose it yourself? I did. Okay. Um, well, let's the, the the way this actually worked is is fascinating because Jimmy, you provided us the the iPhone voice memo <laughs> of you playing piano and singing your song, um, the version that you gave to Elena, so she could then do the orchestration of it. Um, let's have a listen to actually first. Can you just tell us is there a story behind this? It's, it sounds like the kind of song that has a story. <laughs> Am I wrong about that? Uh, I like to say this is the song about um, meeting someone in uh, in a foreign country or something, and um, you don't know what they're saying to you, and then you realize they're saying they like you, <laughs> and it's just a sweet sentiment. Um, I also wrote it 
slightly with the uh, intention of, I think, a lot of what Pink Martini, who I've had the chance of performing with all these years, um, has done and gone to many places, and they sing something in another language or just um, something for the people there. Um, and this is uh, loosely also written about my partner, who is from Russia. Okay. Let's, so let's have a listen to the the piano and voice version that you just that you recorded for Elena uh, with your iPhone. This is I Love You. I took a trip to a foreign land. I went to Russia after Japan. That's where I met a Tatar man. He said, lovely recording from a, just a <laughs> tiny little microphone um i mean of of an of a not surprisingly lovely song um elena do you remember when you got that recording i do yes it was so beautiful just to hear all of the spectacular harmonic progression and in the recording jimmy played these spectacular little like motifs in the right hand that just really lend itself to the upper winds and the love and the passion in the strings. Hmm. Um, so you mentioned two of the groups of the orchestra there. There's, what were you actually arranging for? How many parts or instruments um, were you going to turn a piano um, part into to, to go along with Jimmy singing? The full Metropolitan Youth Symphony. Which is what? Let's see. Uh, strings, woodwinds, brass, percussion. All of it. Yes. When you first heard it, did you have some immediate ideas of of what would be what? Orchestration to me is a is a beautiful mystery. <laughs> definitely, the strings definitely lend it because it's just such a beautiful song, and I love how the strings. Well, all the instruments have vibrato, but I am especially enamored with the strings vibrato, and so I, that definitely lent itself to the strings. Um, there's one section of the piece that's kind of has a break in it with the piano, and I had kind of, it's almost a brass chorale. I included the horns and the trombones, and also I had a solo moment for the xylophone on it. Hmm. What was your process of, of actually doing it? You, you didn't have a ton to work with. You had just this one recording. I started with listening to the song so many times until it was really etched into my brain. And it was a good process because there was just so much to work with for the piece, and it all came together. 
There is, as I understand it, there's no recording yet uh, of the the full MYS orchestra playing this piece. We did get sort of a stripped down version of your orchestration, and we're gonna we'll listen to that now. This is from a recent broadcast on all classical radio. And so, am I right that this, this is a piano and a string quartet and Jimmy? Yes. Okay. So this is. I just want to remind listeners again, this, this is not the, the full version that you just described with xylophone and brass uh, and, and woodwinds, but it it's, gives us a little bit of a sense for how you turned um, Jimmy's piano and voice version into what folks can hear the full version of on Tuesday. Let's have a listen. I Love You, performed by a string quartet and a piano. The singer is our guest, Jimmy Harad. It was arranged by our guest, Elena Stupler, who is a sophomore in high school, a trombone player with the Metropolitan Youth Symphony. And Raul Gomez Rojas is with us as well. He is a music director for the Metropolitan Youth Symphony. Raul, how common is it for youth symphonies to give their young musicians these kinds of opportunities? It's actually rare. Uh, I think we're moving in the right direction as a nation, hopefully globally, you know, towards giving young musicians more access to to compose music and have that music performed and recorded by full orchestras. But I should say that this uh, project is uh, something we do in collaboration here locally with the Young Composers Project, which is a program of Fear No Music. They have been uh, educating young composers for decades, and the work they do is extraordinary. When I first heard a concert by them, I reached out immediately to ask them, have you ever had these young people write for full orchestra? And the answer was not yet. Mm-hmm. So as a result of that, over the last you know six or seven years, we have been commissioning new works from young composers to be performed and in some occasions conducted by their peers. And it's really powerful to just see and hear the extraordinary amount of talent on stage that's 100% young people. Mm-hmm. Elena, you're a multi-instrumentalist, as I understand. You started in piano, now uh, play trombone and other brass. How did you get interested in composing or arranging? When I was very young, I went to story times, musical story times at public libraries, and that really sparked my love of music. 
Then I went into piano, violin, trombone, and I was very grateful. I went to an art school, and I took a compose and record class, which really sparked my love of composition. Hmm. Has learning composing, doing some arranging, has it changed the way you think about music that was written 300 years ago? I think I have a lot of respect for composers and taking a small idea and expanding it to full orchestra. Hmm. Jimmy, what's it been like for you to work with these young musicians? I mean, my understanding is it it didn't end with you, for example, sending a, an iPhone voice memo. There there were some sessions you had with, with the individual arrangers. What were those like? Yeah, um, so I got seems like just uh, so long ago now, but we had uh, like 30 minutes uh, each with uh, each young composer. And um, we talked over what I, the uh, tools I sent them, essentially some version of the song written out and then some recording to go with that. Um, and really to get that, um, that chance to speak with the person and hear their ideas and what they thought to essentially expand what's there and uh, and to create, obviously, as well, um, was super rewarding for me. Um, you know, it's, as I said before, it's extremely inspiring. Um, but to um, be in that sort of collaborative experience was really special for me as well. Had you imagined arranging any of these songs for a full orchestra yourself in the past? There, so that, yeah, that's a funny question. Um, yeah, I would say there are ones that... I've written uh, that feel so piano-centric, and they feel like songs, uh, like this one. And then there are some others you'll hear on the concert that feel already sort of in a dramatic, um, arranged world, um, heightened by a variety of instruments. There's one that started out uh, with an arrangement that was for two clarinets and percussion, um, and now is like for full symphony. And so it's, uh, I typically though, um, you know, when it comes to orchestration, and I was saying this before, and when I was in school, I didn't spend as much time with strings. Um, and I, I grew up playing clarinet, and so, um, which you don't want to hear today. But um, I feel like I know woodwinds much better than I know um, strings and, and maybe brass as well. And so uh, I try to leave that to the people who have spent more time focusing on that. But uh, it's, it's not out of reach. <laughs> hmm. Raul, how has Metropolitan Youth Symphony grown or changed since you took over but eight, eight years ago? This is my eighth season, yeah. correct, yes. Well, we have grown uh, in numbers and also in our geographic reach. We have a site in Hillsborough now where we have three string ensembles and a beginning strings class. In, in Portland, uh, we have uh, and have had for, for you know 49 years, next year is our 50th anniversary, uh, string ensembles, full orchestras, jazz, wind ensembles, etc. Uh, we have grown the amount of ens ensembles that we have, but I think perhaps more significantly, the type of music and the type of concerts that we program and the type of uh, educational, pedagogical experience we're uh, giving our young musicians has evolved uh, to something that's a lot more inclusive and diverse, uh, not only in you know the background of our composers that we play or, or even our, our guest artists, uh, but the type of music that we, that we are teaching these young musicians that is part of you know the 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 center of, of of what an orchestra can do you know where we combine the great masters of the past with you know 
masters of the present, like Jimmy Herod and Elaine Stopler, where they're of equal importance and equal weight. What's the reason for that, for saying, you know what, we'll still do the Western classical tradition, there will still be some Mozart and Beethoven, but we're going to expand what we're doing? I mean, there are there are people out there who, who say, I, I, want it, I want the Mozart, give yes. me the Shakespeare. Yes, yes. You know, I think that speaks to the difference between axis and belonging, right? Uh, there's a reason why we play Mozart uh, and, and Beethoven, you know. Uh, there's a universality to their music. Uh, it's very human. It's deeply human. Um, but we can say the same about so many other types of music. And they're, I mean, we're doing ourselves as an industry a disservice if we're excluding music that doesn't belong to a certain, certain part of the world or, or a certain time in history. When you go to a concert... Uh, you know, you might enjoy it. Uh, will you come back to hear the orchestra again? Yes, if you felt like you belonged. And mm-hmm. I think the best way to do that is to dramatically expand the the uh, palette of music that we present and the music that our young musicians are growing up playing and seeing as normal. I want to hear one more song from your recent collective performance on all classical radio. Um, Jimmy, what should we know about Willow Bed before we hear it? Uh, Willow Bed is a song about um, uh, family relationships, you can say. And I guess uh, to, to really sum it up is to say that um, sometimes the people who are doing their best um, are just simply doing that. That doesn't always mean it pans out to what we would hope. But it's um, it's sort of an introspective song. This is Willow Bed. Uh, it was... A song composed by Jimmy Harrod, arranged by Lex Cornelis, uh, performed on All Classical Radio recently. Bed, a song composed by Jimmy Harrod and arranged by Lex Cornelis. Um, I'm curious, Elena, just what, what this opportunity means for you to have a song um, 
written by a, a, a now you know nationally famous singer who's been on TV a lot um, that you arranged um, that'll be performed by your symphony at the Newmark Theater, a major theater in Portland. What does it mean to you? I'm so honored to have been able to write this arrangement, and I think it's truly special to write something for someone that you really admire. I'm beyond grateful for the Young Composers Project and Metropolitan Youth Symphony. It's just so spectacular how they really champion young composers and young musicians. You're only a sophomore, though. You've got two more years here after this year. What are you hoping to do musically um, in the next two years? Definitely keep writing. Um, Keep writing and performing. That's definitely what I want to do with my life is composing. Elena Stepler, Jimmy Harad, and Raul Gomez-Rojas, thanks very much. Thank, Thank you. you. Elena Stepler is a sophomore at Lake Ridge High School in Lake Oswego. She plays trombone in Metropolitan Youth Symphony. She is one of the young people who have arranged Jimmy Harad's songs for the concert that's going to be this Tuesday evening at the Newmark Theater in Portland. Raul Gomez-Rojas is the music director for Metropolitan Youth Symphony. Monday on the show, Oregon and its child welfare system have been in and out of court since 2019, defending against a class action lawsuit brought on behalf of every child in foster care in the state. Plaintiffs are pushing for better facilities and support for young people in order to put a stop to what they say is the real trauma too many kids suffer in state custody. A trial date is set for May. We're going to get an update from the lead attorney in the case. Thanks very much for tuning in to Think Out Loud on OPB and KLCC. I'm Dave Miller. Have a great weekend. Think Out Loud is supported by Steve and Jan Oliva. The Rose E. Tucker Charitable Trust. Michael, Kristen, Andrew Kern, and Anna Sanford. So much of what we talk about on this show has to do with what's happening right now. But there's a lot of history behind these conversations. OPB's Salmon Wars podcast will give you insights into some of that history. It tells the story of one Yakima Nation family that's been fighting for salmon in the Columbia River across generations. Find Salmon Wars wherever you listen to podcasts.